Shopping malls and other retail centers badly impacted by the ongoing coronavirus pandemic are taking a cue from the restaurant industry, moving operations outdoors whenever possible. Empty parking lots are being converted into drive-in movie theaters, lawns into art studios, and street corners into outdoor markets. The object, as reporter Brittany Miling writes, is to transform retail ghost towns into bustling piazzas. Miling of the San Diego Union Tribune's business team joins me now to discuss the strategy and whether or not it has any hope of actually working. I'm Joshua Emerson-Smith, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Brittany, great to have you. Happy to be here. So just paint the picture for us. What are we talking about? Where, where is this happening? And how is it any different than, you know, an outdoor mall that we're, we already are used to? Yeah, so it's, you know, primarily I'm looking at shopping centers. Uh, so, you know, not just shopping malls, but areas like Juan Paseo and Liberty Station, which are kind of spread out over many acres. Um, and the thing is that retail is not required to do outdoor operations at this point. They're still allowed to do indoor stuff. So I was interested in, out, in how a lot of these shopping centers are kind of grasping on to the alfresco concepts to help bring people back into their spaces, which have been kind of deserted in the last several months, partially because had to be shut down for a while. And when they reopened, there was kind of a slow uh, return, slow trickle of people rather than you know normal sized crowds. So the places that we're talking about in this story uh, was Liberty Station, One Paseo, and then I also um, saw some stuff happening at Westfield Mission Valley Mall. Okay. Um, so as far as what what it's looking like, they yeah. give us an example. Yeah, One Paseo has a really kind of fun example. They had this street that normally was like a car traffic street called Caminito Court. They shut down that that street uh, so that no traffic can go through, and they like rolled out decorative rugs. They brought in canopies and they brought in tables and chairs. They put, they strung those like party street lights, tassel. Market lighting. Yeah, market lighting. That's the thing. Um, Honestly, it looks, you know, when I was there, it looked kind of like a luxury resort to me, like some mix between that and then this outdoor market, market type place. And they're encouraging people to, you know, if you're just coming in to get takeout, you can wait there for your food or you can dine outside. Um, but they're also inviting people who are like working from home to come out there and work remotely from their space because their whole space has Wi-Fi. And uh-huh. the hope is like, well, if you're going to work here for eight hours of the day, hopefully you might stop into one of our boutiques or eat lunch at one of our cafes. And so what's the vibe like? Is it the place that you would spend time at? Um, I mean, I think that right now it's still, it's not like it's super crowded. It's nice to be outside. It's kind of like a park-like setting, um, you know, especially Liberty Station has these massive sprawling lawns. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it feels a little more park-like in those uh, spaces. Now, Westfield Mission Valley, they're doing this a little bit differently. They're like, they're, they're doing something called Movies Under the Stars, which is basically they've transformed an empty parking lot into a temporary drive-in theater. So you can stay in your car if you want. Um, and, you know, if you attend, you can get this little bag of coupons. Obviously, the goal being come shop at Westfield Mission Valley. Uh, so they're also, though, they're doing something at their food court that's like bring your own blanket. So the idea is to expand their outdoor dining, but without actually adding seating. So so basically prov- providing a public place for people to congregate and with the hopes that maybe they might wander into a shop 
provide them with some business, but just kind of creating this inviting space that people can either work in or just kind of lounge about. Exactly. Okay. So it's a little bit different than the restaurant model where they're saying, well, we're actually going to take our model outside and you're going to eat outside, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's more like, you know, at, at Liberty Station, they're, they used to have, I mean, not used to, they have art studios and they right. have different kinds of businesses within their shopping center. And those art studios, they're down doing painting classes outside. Some of the fitness studios that used to be in these centers, they're taking their fitness, um, you know, workout facilities up to like the rooftop of a garage parking facility. Okay. Um, so it's like, I guess in some sense, some of the retailers are taking their businesses outside. And then other times it's more just attract them to into the space with event type stuff. Okay. So it's a mix. Yeah. So, so what do we think? Is this, has this worked for restaurants? So, you know, it, it's hard other than just giving you like anecdotal. Yeah. Cause obviously we don't have data yet. Right. Okay. So just, you know, what do you think? What's your sense? Yeah. Your general sense. So what I constantly hear from, cause I'm, I'm not, I'm the small business reporter. So I'm talking to a lot of small restaurants and stuff. And, and they always tell me, you know, it looks like we're busy from the outside because we got all these tables and there's people sitting there, but that's about half of what they can do normally when they have their dining rooms open and their patios open. So even if you stick a couple extra tables outside onto the sidewalk and you expand your patio a little bit, it's not like they're back up to doing 100%. Um, it helps, though. For some, they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be able to just get 50% of my revenue, and it helps. Um, and so that's what we're kind of hearing from the shopping center managers. They're like, we just have to give something to our retailers because, you know, they need to survive. Right. And so... Do the small businesses you're talking to who are trying this outdoor experiment, is there is there a thing that if they can just get half of their normal revenue, then they can they can wait this out maybe with additional emergency relief funding? Or do you really see kind of a collapse of the local business community if this goes on for much longer? You know, it depends. Can this, really help? can this really make a difference? I guess is what I'm asking. I think it depends on where the company was at before all this began, and then their access to some of the aid money so far. So, if you are like a relatively stable small business that had you know a lot of savings, didn't have a lot of overhead, maybe like maybe your business model is not one like restaurants where the overhead's really low. Yeah. Um, and you happen to qualify for the PPP loan, and now you've got a little bit extra runway to pay your employees. Mm -hmm. um, you got the disaster relief loan, or you know, with San Diego County or city relief funds. Then they're they're going to be okay doing at the fifty percent capacity or less, and they they can probably squeeze by even for the rest of the year. Is what I've heard from a lot of people. But if you're one of the many kinds of businesses that have fallen through the cracks of those relief programs, uh, maybe they were already in a in an industry where the margins are really really small. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of things like um, small retailers that don't have an online presence go out of business, uh, small restaurants go out of business, especially small bars because they have a lot more um, closures, you know, longer term closures. Yeah. Is there, okay, so what what's fun about this? Is there anything that you're like, oh, wow, this is great. This is because yeah. your article, uh, which we should mention, some of these folks were saying, hey, this is this is a great idea. I don't know why we weren't doing this before. What are some of the businesses that seem to be really lending themselves to this outdoor experience? Well, you know, I have heard from like overwhelmingly from a lot of people, just people out in the public too, that they they like the idea of this, especially during the summertime. They're like, oh, you know, this is how it is in Europe. 
Um, you know, why isn't we have such great weather? Why don't we always do stuff like this and keep, you know, some of our dining experiences outdoors, that sort of thing. The guy that leads the Little Italy Association has been pushing for expanded El Fresco dining where you shut down the streets. He's been pushing for that for like years and years. Yeah. So he's, he's really happy about uh, that concept. And so, why haven't we been able to get it in, in the past? Is it Does it eliminate parking sometimes? Or? Yeah, it reduces parking. There's also issues with permitting, like the kind of business that you're allowed to do outside of the premises that you're paying for. It gets kind of tricky. Um, so the, the idea is some, some people are happy. And I think especially since everyone's been shut up for many months in their homes, the idea of having some place that they can go outside and still feel safer than if they were going to be in an indoor shopping mall or something like that, they, they feel relief at the, at the concept. And so we are seeing when we go out to these spaces, people are definitely there. This is not an unpopular uh, concept. Of yeah. Yeah. So already you've seen people flocking to these to these places. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when I was out, I went to one Paseo, even on like a middle of a weekday. And I thought that they had, they were, you know, very well trafficked, even people going into their indoor retail stores as well. Okay. So it's working to a certain extent. People are hanging out in these spots, wandering into the stores, at least in at one Paseo. Um, Aren't we supposed to be discouraging people from gathering in large groups? I mean, is this is is anyone saying you know maybe this is a bad idea? Well, uh, people in the public are saying that. I can tell you, business the people who I talk to on the business side aren't necessarily saying that. Right. Um, you know, I think there's this this feeling that because news has come out in recent months that it's safer to be outside, that the things that that people feel like um, are still allowed. So if retail is still allowed, if dining out is still allowed, um, if it's outdoors, they feel comfortable with it. Now, certainly there are some spaces that are better suited for this than others. Like if you don't have very much outdoor space and you're cramming all of your people into, you know, tents that, you know, don't have a lot of airflow. Yeah. These are not, you know, much better than just operating indoors. Um, right. but you have, when you go past a space like Liberty Station, where you've got these massive open yards, I mean, it's not that different than being at Balboa Park. So. Yeah, yeah, we should say that this has been a big thing that the scientific community has been pushing, that the aerosol spread is responsible for a lot of the contagion. Um, it's something that the top public health officials have been uh, slow to recognize, right? But I think that most people in the community now feel like, well, as long as I'm not breathing the same air as someone else, I'm pretty safe. I guess this will be the ultimate experiment in that, right? And whether or not, you know, you can catch it out outside, right? If we start to see outbreaks at these outdoor venues, that that could be interesting. It, it will yeah. be interesting. Right now, I think it's really difficult to tie outbreaks to something uh, like this because, yeah. you know, when you've got an indoor setting, you literally have boundaries to kind of trace back something to, but when you have like a big open marketplace with multiple different places uh, with kind of the same address, it might be very difficult to track something like that. Right. Um, so I, at this point in, in the pandemic, I honestly think the variable, there's so many variables that it's going to be very difficult to draw conclusions in something yeah. like that. And this is something that the city is supportive of. They're streamlining the process, so to speak. Yeah. You know, from, from the very beginning of the second wave of shutdowns, uh, Mayor Faulkner made it clear that 
he was kind of throwing a bone to, to restaurants initially to, you know, expand their dining outside. He like waves the need for permits for sidewalk dining and things like that. And then when there were other business types that said, hey, what about us? You know, like, you know, barbershops and all kinds of stuff. He extended those same things to those other types of businesses. So, so far, the city government has been very supportive of the concept. And are there any businesses that are kind of left behind here that can't employ this strategy? I mean, I think of a lot of places out in city heights and, and different more urban areas where there just isn't the room for this kind of thing, right? This is not a strategy that works for everyone, I would imagine. I was just about to mention the, the businesses that are in urban environments. They have very few options. Not only do they not have access to like sidewalk space, because sometimes they're like on a second floor or a top floor yeah. of a building. Um, they don't have parking lots either. Often if they're in urban areas, it's not like they can expand to their parking lots. So, you know, wherever your zip code is, it plays a big role in your ability to kind of survive this stage from the small business perspective. Um, so, you know, it is going to be it's going to be difficult for a lot of people and especially in like our central neighborhoods. Is there any talk about allowing bars to operate outside in parking lots? Like you said, bars are getting hit really hard right now. What about, is, is anyone kind of imagining an outdoor scenario for places like that? You know, that's a really good question because, you know, what, what first comes to mind is that, you know, that bar in Pacific Beach that we wrote about and everyone else wrote about, Al Prez, that in the early days was operating, you know, illegally. Uh, they have a, a massive outdoor area and that's where the videos were taken of the crowds in El Prez. Um, but they've not, you know, of course, they've not been able to resume. Well, actually, I don't know if maybe they serve foods. So maybe they have been able to resume operations. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as far as other bars go, I, I know that you can take alcohol away now. Like you can do to go alcohol. Right. But can you do it on the streets? I'm not sure. You can in Little Italy because they got that um, special permitting. So. Yeah, because I imagine if you're a bar and you got a, a parking lot, you might want to see if you could try serving people outside or putting up a fence or something. Because like, I know that they do do that for special events, right? You can get a special event permit, put up a fence around your parking lot and have like a beer fest or something, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering maybe there's something to be explored there. I don't know. Yeah, because right now the rule is still you have to serve food if you're just a strictly a bar, right? So if you're like a brewery or something, I wonder why they're not operating outside. I'm not sure on that yeah. one. Okay. Brittany, pleasure as always. Mm-hmm.